Boo. No 30 second countdown this time. Oof, we're living on the edge. Uh, welcome to episode 104 of Mike White's podcast. First of all, I apologise if my audio sounds a bit funny. I've had to use this headset because, and a lot of you will know this pain, my fiance has tidied up and my microphone has disappeared. I'm sure it will be back for the next time. As always, joined by Casey. Oh. Uh, if his video looks a bit choppy, don't worry about it. You don't really need it. It might just be at my end that it is. Uh, but what, well, I was going to just try and transition into the lead's performance, but it doesn't deserve a shit segue. What it deserves is universal praise. Uh, Leicester City won, Leeds United free. Um, this was a joy to watch to That's a concern. Yep, it was. Did I just go straight away? Yes, you disappeared very quickly, which I don't know if that's on my end or yours. No, I think it, I think that one might have been me. Uh, well, as I was saying, Leicester won leads three. It's it's been a bit weird today. I'm not sure why. Might be because I'm having to use my old work laptop because my fiance is using my laptop to work. Uh, this was a great performance. We were absolutely brilliant in this game. Yeah. Um... Arguably, performance of the season. I think you probably weigh up against either the Villa game for how well we played in that, or the Liverpool game. Which, however, you, basically, you just look at that and think, "I know we lost four three, but that was a moral victory." Um, but yeah, uh, I think outside of them scoring, where there was that slight bit of "Oh God, here we go again." Uh, but no, we were straight back into them with. The, very quick equaliser, and then from there on, it's the best football we've played in the last couple of months. Yeah, we played some really good stuff in this. We'll go through the game chronologically. Um, I have just been handed my microphone by my fiance. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, she knows where she put it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first goal, obviously, went 1-0 down in this game, just like we did last time. Uh, in a much less uh, comedically terrible way than we did in the game at Ellen Road. Uh, it was a poor long ball from Cooper, intercepted. It's not really having a go at Cooper for it because, you know, it lost the ball 65 yards from goal. It shouldn't have been a problem. Harvey Barnes brings it down, brings the ball forward maybe 50 yards under no real challenge. Uh, One-two with James Madison, good low finish, back across Melian to bottom left-hand corner. Um, it wasn't a great goal to give away. You wouldn't have thought when you saw this goal that, we were going to turn, that it was going to turn into such a good performance. And as much as overall he ended up having a very good game, I thought Luke Ayling was pretty poor on this goal. The ball went so far and he never once got near his man. Up until, I think he never got anywhere near his man up until he was blocking the shot where I think he was far too close at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, like like you say, it's it's... Whilst it's not a good ball from Cooper, there's Leicester still have a lot of lot to do when they first pick up that ball, um, and I just think we're a bit slow responding. And, and kind of like we said last time out of, after the the Newcastle game, you know, if if the man to man system is fine, but if if someone isn't tracking their man or loses them, then there isn't quite that flexibility for someone else to step out and and kind of swap around temporarily. Uh, which I think is something that kind of killed us a little bit with this goal. But um, like I said, it was also a well-taken finish. 
yeah, very well taken finish. Uh, but luckily, not only did Leeds get straight back into it, Luke Ayling was very much involved in making up for it straight away. Uh, their turn to play, Leicester's turn to play a poor ball. But Luke Ayling's really alert, steps out, wins, intercepts it. And in the way that he does so well, immediately sets off bombing up the pitch. Doesn't let the opposition get set, pushes all the way down, runs forward with it, 40 yards, good ball into Bamford. Bamford, good touch, excellently weighted through ball. It wasn't a difficult pass to put Dallas through, but he got the weight of it absolutely perfect. So Dallas didn't have to break stride or anything. And it's a really good finish from Dallas. I didn't realise quite how good a finish it was until it showed, you know, the camera angle that was like behind the right-hand post. Yeah. That showed, it was absolutely perfect, the finish. It was a really good goal. Yeah, like you say, Luke Ayling def- definitely redeemed himself in this one. Um, and that's as good as Dallas is at fullback. I think that is what you miss when you don't have Luke Ayling as fullback. Like, he, he is such an attacking threat going forward. And I think, despite not being a particularly quick fullback, he's so confident on the ball um, that... I think when he's in possession, once he, he kind of gets his head down, he's always going to be a threat once he once he crosses the halfway line. Um, like I say, Bamford's a little bit in the goal, fantastic. Lovely outside of the foot pass. Um, and then Dallas just appearing wherever Stuart Dallas ever appears, which is everywhere. Yeah, he's he's got a, he's certainly got a bit of that show up everywhere about him, hasn't he? Um the rest of the first half, I thought that while it wasn't it wasn't like an absolute hammering, but I thought that Leeds were then for the rest of that first half the better side pretty comfortably. Um, I mean, Casper Schmeichel made two or three really good saves. The ones from the Bamford header from the corner that led to the disallowed goal, and the one from Rafinha, I thought were both really good saves. Yeah, definitely. Uh... Annoying with the with the disallowed goal, but one of those that is is blatantly obvious. I do I did love uh, it was uh, it was click on it though. it was click that put it in wasn't it? Yeah, click was basically marking the keeper, but obviously yeah. if it falls to you when you're doing that, you're definitely offside. I did like that he ran off celebrating quickly anyway, just just on the off chance that nothing happens. Um, but. No, I thought we created some nice chances. We it's again the the best our passing has been in weeks. You know, yeah. a, nice, nice and crisp, very quick. There was very little in the way of you know passes just missing by a yard or two, or just being a bit too short or too heavy. It all seemed back to normal, but you know, just the system working again. Yeah, uh, I will forget to mention this later, so I'm just going to show it now. Uh, it would appear that Jan Preveda is on crutches. Uh, if anyone who saw the under-23s game yesterday won't be shocked about that. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't look good, and I would assume that means he's out for a little while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I'd say it's one of those things. It's unfortunate, but it's definitely one of those things. Uh, uh, the wingers wingers are dropping like flies our friend Alex Venison Portland Timbers (laughs) have you ever been to America Uh, knowing that KC mentions that at every possible opportunity Uh, not on here yeah it comes up a fair bit (laughs) Uh, listen if we got to talk about NXT takeover Portland on here yeah (laughs) Um, 
Well, at the start of the second half, Brendan Rodgers made a change that um, made a real difference for them. Uh, I thought, I mean, he didn't just set up the goal. Patrick Bamford in the first half ran their defence so ragged that they had to change formation. Uh, they brought on Soyuncu for Mark Albrighton and went to a back three. Uh, and then for 15 minutes, Leicester very much had the best of the game. Uh, I don't think Leeds, I can't even remember Leeds having an attempt in that 15 minutes, really. Uh, but for, there was a really good thing that we didn't react in the same way that we have. And I'm going to shout out to the All Stats Aren't We podcast because there, there's a graphic that they, they have that allows it to be shown a bit better than I could just by using words. Obviously, on the podcast, I will try and I will try and make it uh, show up a bit better. But basically, for this, you've got um, instead of Leeds pushing forward, it would normally be Rodrigo, but he'd gone off. So instead of pushing click up and going 2v3 and keeping the shape the same, they pushed Harrison up and had Dallas players like an inverted wing back marking Madison, which meant that we didn't have the giant hole in the middle of the midfield, which made such a difference. And obviously Harrison always works his bollocks off with pressing, as does Bamford. And just that change from that moment on, I thought Leeds were the better side. Yeah, um, like you say, both teams had had to make subs in the first half with injuries. Obviously, we'd lost uh, Rodrigo first with what looked like a groin problem. Yeah, he's, uh, I will mention it now, even though it will come up later, he's definitely out against Everton, but I would think he's out for a few weeks from the way he went down. And I I think men everywhere winced when they watched the slow motion of him stretching for that ball. Because that was a lot of stretching. Yeah. Um, and then who was it that came off for them? Yeah, uh, all Brighton went off at half time. That was it. Um, and then, yeah, click. So click came in, and for, again, kind of as I've, as I've said a couple of times, I wasn't one hundred percent. I'm not one hundred percent sold on the click Dallas partnership, but like you say, with with Dallas kind of revert dropping back a little bit deeper. Um, Click was just playing his natural game again, um, and yeah, I know Bielsa said afterwards that it, it took us a little while to to get hold of the situation. But if you compare it to the times when we've talked about either Brighton's or Newcastle's holding midfielders and defenders just kind of going thirty yards unchallenged, that just wasn't happening in this with with yeah. that change. Well, as it, because of Harrison pushing up, he sort of marked for Farner. And that meant that Bamford only had two centre-backs to mark in the way he normally would when it's 1v2. And he was able to do that pretty well. And I suppose Soyuncu and Evans aren't as technically good at bringing the ball out as like Fabian Scher is. Uh, but even if they did get through, because Leeds still had three in the middle, had they got there, they'd have still had men to mark. But instead of having to leave the men and move 15 yards, they'd have had to leave the men and move five yards. So it it just the balance was just so much better, uh, and then it was the first really good effort of the second half. But Patrick Bamford made it two one with a, well an absolute thunder bastard. Yeah, this was this was such a good finish. It was really good work from Strauch again. He sort of read the pass coming out when it got flicked into the middle, ran out, good pass into Rafinha first time. Rafinha first time pass again. Bamford lets it run across his body and just smashes it into top corner. Yeah, I wasn't in, entirely convinced the angle that you kind of watch it from from TV, whether 
that's the strike to go for. Because uh, especially for him on his left foot, it's it's kind of difficult hitting across the keeper like that. Um, but the absolute, the just sheer power on it, he just yeah. thunders it into the top corner. Really nice yeah. finish. Always nice when it clips the bar on the way in. Even it, just it, a little clip. It adds half a star to a goal, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. One and a half in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, obviously, after that, I've, I've just, you could really feel, I felt really confident after that. That despite Leicester did put on some pressure and stuff, and they had that big chance at the far post where Sionchu flicked it on and Evans put it wide. That was a big chance. But I was always quite confident, which was uh, surprising. And then obviously made it free late on. Cross comes in, Strauch heads it out. Dallas sort of takes the ball wide, goes one on one. I think it was uh, Nampali's Mendy. Goes shoulder to shoulder with him and sends him flying. Uh, good ball up the line to click. Also a good ball up the line for Bamford. He's clean through. Got all the confidence in the world, exactly when you expect to strike at a score one-on-one, but slows it down, squares it to Harrison for a tapping. And again, it's just one of those things, but we've seen it enough times from Leeds now that we shouldn't be shocked. But what was it, like the 86th minute or something? Yeah, Jack Harrison is very good at very late on in games just legging it up the field as quickly yeah. as he can he's clearly got a, a very good tank on him um, no like you say just purely from a striker's point of view when you see Bamford going through you wouldn't have a go at him at all for taking that on but just the awareness that Harrison's coming up slowing down so Johnny Evans can get a little bit close to him it keeps Casper Schmeichel coming off his line because, I mean, it's the thing, if, you, if you're Schmeichel in that situation, there's very little you can do because you can't be drawn that far out of your penalty area. But you can't also just assume he's going to square it to Harrison. So he's kind of got to stand up and and force Bamford to make the decision. But Bamford keeps his head and just lays it off nicely. Harrison, simple finish. Um, and And now Patrick Bamford should play for England. Whoa, well... It's like <laughs> read my mind. I had two questions about Bamford. One of them is Bamford for England, and is that Patrick Bamford's best game for Leeds United? I know he scored a hat trick against Aston Villa, but I genuinely think he was better in this game. Yeah, I I think so as well. We know I think we've mentioned the last few weeks that Bamford has one not had a lot of service, and two in the Newcastle game just didn't. See, you know, he wasn't closing down as well as as well as he could. So you were starting to question whether his, his confidence had gone a little bit or anything. But you know, there's it was a you know that was a big game, and as much as it's us playing a top six sides and not even a so called top six side, just a legitimate. I mean, I think they were third, weren't they? Um, Second, I think they were legitimately being spoke of by many people, including me, as title contenders. Yeah, they were seven undefeated going into that, um, and yeah, it's you know, it's pressing was absolutely fantastic, exemplary, um, finishing fantastic, and then just his, his link up play with with everyone was spot on. Yeah, I think uh, Johnny Evans will be having nightmares about him. Because John, Johnny Evans is a good, a really good centre-back. And Patrick Bamford just... He didn't just, like, 
it wasn't like he ran him ragged, oh, you're dealing with a much quicker player, because Bamford's not rapid. Just mm. his movement, his strength, the way he dealt with the ball when he had it, just everything. He just completely dominated Evans and made him look made him look like well, made him look like a lead centre half up until the last couple of seasons. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, Bam, Bamford was fantastic. I do, I do think you've got to give. Speaking of lead centre halves, I think Cooper and Stroik need a lot of credit for their performances in that game. Yeah. Um, I thought Pascal Stroik, at this point, that is his shirt to lose at this stage for for how he's done since he's been playing centre back. Um, Liam Cooper has at times struggled this season. And I don't think it's helped, one, that he, he had that injury, and then two, chopping and changing of partners. But I, th- I thought that's the best he's looked in a while as well. Yeah, they were both really good. I thought Strauk, especially playing on his weaker right side, did really well. And Strauk is quite two-footed, so I think he is the right person to play there. But I wasn't sure it would be. I thought it might be Cooper, because if you're going to play one of your defenders on the wrong side you'd quite often say, put the more experienced one there. Yeah, and if I remember rightly, Cooper did play there against Newcastle. I think he yeah, defaulted he did. to the right. He did. Um, now, whether that was just because strikes coming into a game, so it's easier for him to adapt to the game, playing on his strongest uh, on his stronger side, whereas against Leicester, he's obviously starting that one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I thought... As a partnership, it, it, they look fantastic. And I think individually, it's it's their best performances of the season. Yeah, I said it, oh, I don't know. It was a few weeks ago, maybe four or five weeks ago on here. But I think when I look at it right now, I think long-term, Robin Cock and Pascal Strauch is probably where we're going to end up. Mm. Uh, I think I that's probably uh, going to be our long-term one. Uh, eight ball alley uh, messages on Twitter a fair bit. Strauch improving every game just shows why we should give young players experience while we can. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to see players get chances when they can. The thing is, this season, we're not going to have many games where you can just... Throw... Bielsa doesn't just throw players in for the sake of it anyway, but we're not going to have many games where that would be an option. But it, it has showed the game time has really brought him along. If you remember back to a couple of years ago, in the 23s, first half of the season, he really wasn't great. And I thought he was probably for the chopping block. And then the second half of the season, he was up there with anyone in the 23s and stayed in. Then last season, start of the season, not great. Had that absolute disaster against Cardiff. Where apparently he was like pretty much ready to leave the club and stuff because he felt he'd let everyone down. Mm. Uh, sort of faded away, but then his 23s form really picked up. Ended up back in the side at the end of the season in a new position, playing well. And this season, he hasn't had that slow start. He's just come in and been really good. And uh, the new, I've forgotten to put it in the notes actually, but there's news today uh, coming out of European press saying that um, Holland is sort of wary because apparently Roberto Martinez is on about calling him up for Belgium. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I'm surprised Indonesia haven't tried to. Get him to tie down as well. I dare say Indonesia tried to call him up when he was 17. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's not surprising, to be honest. You know, he's, what, 21 years old? Uh, I think he's still 21. I I couldn't swear to it, like. But yeah, young defender, you know, still very young into his first team career. 
Mm. Um, and is looking at best, or at worst, sorry, he's looking like a decent Premier League defender. Like the, yeah. The, you know, and he's someone who, are, or you would hope anyway, is going to keep, uh, keep learning, keep improving. Um, and at some point, if he gets a, a regular defensive partnership, it'd be really nice. Yeah, we were, let's say it was, there was great performances all over the pitch. Like I said, Bamford was brilliant. And the other one who had a really, really good game is Leeds born Stuart Dallas. <laughs> now first choice as a centre mid. I will be very disappointed if Dallas and Bamford don't go to the Euros together. I think you just send them as a team. And you know what? Send Luke Ailey with them as well. Yeah, because, I mean, Stuart, Stuart Dallas is a perfect man to be in the England squad. He can cover multiple positions. You know, he's he's like, he's, he's the new James Milner, and I can't see a single problem with that. No. No, no. <laughs> Neither can BT Sport, apparently. No. The, the Cookridge Cafu. <laughs> uh, uh, no, he, he, he was fantastic. Like you say, he um, did well, obviously, the first half playing central midfield, just doing what he does, just seemingly being everywhere, being in the right position. His run for for the goal was fantastic. Uh, second half, like you say, when he when he kind of dropped in and was playing as, as I think as you called it, the inverted fullback. Yeah, it's basically, that's where he sort of ended up. I think really the position was marking James Madison. Yeah. Is what the position was. But he... As Madison was playing from the right and coming inside, he sort of started left back ish and came inside. There was yeah. a point, it was with about 10 minutes left, where I was watching the game and Madison pushed right up for a bit. So just Leeds just basically played with three centre backs for about for like two or three minutes with just Stuart Dallas as left centre back. And I was watching it going, have we actually switched to this? Because it was so defined, but it was just because yeah. that's where Madison had gone and stood. Which is also <laughs> quite funny at that point when you're going, so we now have three central defenders. The right footer is playing as your left centre-back. <laughs> yeah. But we do have two left footers on the field. Yeah, it, it was uh, weird it, uh, I think what it shows is that Stuart Dallas, obviously we know he works his ass off, he's a good player, but I think he's very intelligent on the pitch he seems to have no matter what job you give him and what it is that his role is he seems to understand the role yeah I the one thing that it kind of got me thinking about was because obviously he joined in 2015 I think that's right like and I can't help but feel we wasted Stuart Dallas. Like I, I wanted him to play as a winger for a few years, and he, and he never seemed to really get near the team. Um, and honestly, even and after that West Brom performance at the Hawthorns, where he played left back and died a death. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, God, that one. That was one one of the worst fullback performances I've ever seen. Well, I think I think in the play ratings on for it altogether, I ended up giving him like a two or something, and said if I ever see him play fullback again, it will be too soon. <laughs> Just and, goes and to show what I know about football. <laughs> and, and you know, even and that was even under Bielsa. That was first season Bielsa, and and I don't as as much as we look now just how great a utility player is and how highly Bielsa thinks of him. 
I don't think you were wrong in that thinking of amongst the Leeds fans anyway of us going Oh no, I was I was wrong. We just didn't know it until years later and brilliant <laughs> coaching later. Uh, all right, I'll put it <laughs> I don't think you were an idiot for thinking, Christ, I hope he never plays fullback again. Because he he he'd been woeful that night, but like you say, he and, and certainly under Bielsa, there is a lot of the mental aspects of the game you have to get down. Um, you know, there isn't as, as dynamic as our style is. There's not a lot of room for almost. I don't want to say freedom of thought. Almost that there is the system, and that's how we play. Um, and you know, there's not many examples of players who now have the understanding of it that Stuart Dallas does. Sheer, you know because of the sheer fact that he's played right back, he's played left back, he's played as a winger, he's played as centre mid, he's played as holding mid. Like, yeah. If we if we were short on strikers, I feel sorry for him. I think Stuart Dallas might be ahead of, the, of Sam Greenwood in the pecking order. <laughs> now, I, I, I bet that if, if Bielsa really does have a depth chart somewhere, it wouldn't shock me if at, like, number eight or nine, he's there as a centre-back. Yeah. <laughs> um. The other thing is with Dallas in there, as well, because Dallas objectively isn't as gifted a centre mid as several of our other options, but he does seem to balance the midfield better. Because, like, the click Rodrigo thing, we kept saying it over and over again, it didn't really work. Mm. But Rodrigo and Dallas was working fine till the injury, and click and Dallas works apparently really well. Uh, and that's what I'm assuming it'll be for the next few weeks. Uh, Leeds had a massive transfer deadline day. This will take us a good 50 minutes of podcasting. Uh, J-Roy Grot's gone to VFL Osnabrück in the Zwei Bundesliga. I'm glad he got a move. Yep, me too. <laughs> we'll um, always have that goal, that goal in a 2-1 <laughs> defeat to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I, I feel sorry for him in a way because he turned up, got essentially got bullied for a while by fans and then we never saw him again for a few years and there's now left. Yeah, it was it's an odd one, Grot, because in theory, he seemed like a really good signing when we got him. Been playing every week in, in Eredivisie, Dutch Youth International, seemed to have lots of ability, never saw any of it and big, was big one half one half of the two worst substitute appearances I've ever seen when him and Lasaga came on. <laughs> uh, there's not really. It's uh, uh, someone who, again, another one, when he signed a long-term deal, having broke into the side, seemed like a good idea, but then it just never worked out. Connor Shockness has gone to Rochdale. Uh, again, permanent. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's got a move because there's the certain... I, whether he'll he'll get back to the championship now, I, I don't know. Um, but you know, I can't deny what I saw. And the for the most part of his, I I did think he was a decent player. Um, obviously, he's he's an odd build for a central midfielder, in as much as he's bloody massive. It's not it's not the typical build you think you think of for your, your ball playing midfielder, but no. from um, the position from what we saw in the first team, I think he's a centre back. I don't think he's a central midfielder. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think it was almost surprising that it didn't work out with Bielsa in as much as 
here's a guy who is who has the size to play central defence, but has essentially has been brought up as a midfielder. Mm. Seems like the perfect combination for him. But I think he played he played like one of the early League Cup games for Bielsa. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that um, was about it. I was going to say, in I think Bielsa thought the same in theory, because when he when Bielsa came in, Shockness was injured, and if you remember at the start, Bielsa used to mention him in press conferences all the time as someone who was in his first team, and he played when we got beat. I think we got beat two 0 at home by Preston in the League Cup, and Preston had ten men for quite a lot of that game, and Shockness had, well, I, I believe that, you know. Being being a hack, I did use the shocknessy shocker uh, to describe his performance. He was absolutely dreadful, and I don't think he ever played another first team minute. Uh, he's had like loan at Hearts, Burton, and Mansfield, and I don't think that any of them he particularly, you know, set set fire to anything or pulled up any trees. So I, I I'm just glad he's found something permanent. It gives him a chance to try and try and do something because he needs he's like 24 now yeah like he really he, this has to work this move has to work out or he's playing county's division you know that that's that's where it'll go yeah like you say for for players like him anyone that kind of comes through i don't, I don't want to say he came through the academy but you know played for the under 23 yeah. but we we got him from reading when he was i think like they they released him because they didn't think he was going to make the grade at first team, and we sort of took a chance on him. Yeah, and because it was because Matthew Pennington got injured, wasn't it, against uh, Bolton on his debut, and he came on, gave away a stupid penalty, but we didn't have anyone else, so he had to. That was, the, to... That was when he nearly hurt. I can't even remember the Bolton player, but he nearly ripped I his think shirt it off was, his back. I want to say that it was Gary Medine. Ah, oh, his shirt was nearly over head over his head. It was like the start of a hockey fight, and you know when you're watching something going. Like, come on, man. Just be cool, man. You've just got on the field. Yeah, but we played against... Uh, I think I think they'll have been red-hot title favourites Fulham at the time, and we drew 0-0 at Ellen Road, and he was best player on pitch. Uh, so that, And he signed a long-term deal not long after that, but it just didn't work out. And Rafa Mahika has been sent back from his loan at, last, at Real Oviedo, and now he's gone on loan to Las Palmas. Oof. I could talk about that 10 minutes we saw him play at York in a friendly that one time, but that is literally all I've ever seen of him. So It's such a weird move because he's he's never been here. He's never spent any time <laughs> in the 23s. We signed him and then he went out on loan. Yeah, his first loan was at Extra Maduro and it was about a month after we signed him. Yeah, he's just moving. like We are just facilitating loan moves to various parts of Spain at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I think it was probably not that I think it might be football manager 19 that had him fairly with a fairly decent rating, yeah. Um, and he might be a decent player, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> watching, I'm not watching, you know, anything. I don't watch La Liga, so I'm not watching the level he plays at. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing you didn't get a chance to see any at 23's game yesterday? No. All right. Uh, Leeds under 23's 2, Sunderland under 23's 0. Uh, this was as dominant a 2 0 as you're ever going to have. It should have been far more, really. Uh, Tyler Roberts got first goal from a from penalty spot. He played the first half hour before going off. Uh, obviously, pre planned one. 
um, Joe Gellhart got brought down for the penalty. He actually played as a striker with Roberts playing behind him. And Gellhart looked really good again. Uh, half-time, uh, Leif Davis went off because he'll be in the squad. Niall Huggins, who played centre-mid in the first half, dropped to left-back. And uh, Paveda came on for Helder Costa. Uh, Costa, obviously, we at the minute, no one thinks he should be in the team. But fair play to him, he went down to 23s and he did put in all the effort and looked pretty good. Uh, then Paveda got crocked after about five minutes of the second half. Uh, it wasn't deliberate or anything. They just like it was like a tangle of legs running football, and he just looked as if he rolled his ankle and he was knackered. Uh, but in second half, so Leeds had to play like forty odd minutes with ten men. But to be honest, Leeds were still better side all the way through, and they scored a really good counter-attacking goal for the second one. Uh, ball played played forward into Gilhart, really good touch, dropped back into midfield, played in Shackleton down wing. And Shackleton, who'd moved out right after that, really turned the afterburners on and just burned away from defenders. It was really impressive. Good cross. And Niall Huggins arriving from left back at the far post. Good touch, good finish. Uh, all the, they, I think Casilla got forced, because Casilla played, he got forced into one good save late on, but that was the only real thing he had to do. Uh, but it was, it, was a good, it was a good watch, as usual. I, saw, uh, I did see they are 10 points clear at the top now. Yeah. Ten points clearing. I'm not sure how it works. Whether because it's, I think we're like Premier League Two, Division Two. So I don't know if it's a straight up promotion and there's a higher one or not. I'm not really sure how it works. No, I can. I can never remember who's this or the under 18s where it's the 18s is, re is regional and then goes into the overall final. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I mean, you've always got to take under 23 football with with a pinch of salt but you know the, the good thing is we we have a good crop of young players that are playing well it's been used to try i don't, I don't know how successful it is in, in some cases but to try and train them in new positions as well uh and also keeps the first team players with some football yeah it was um it was a weird like it's uh, odd like the the, st the standout men were Gelhart and Cody Drama. Cody Drama, it was really good first half, especially he dropped off a bit last fifteen minutes, but Drama looked really good. He he can't be a million miles away. Uh, so oh, with, Stuart, with Stuart Dallas there, yeah, that's true. It was, that's what happens. Paul Sam Greenwood and Joe Gelhart because we Stuart Dallas there. Poor whoever plays centre midfield, whoever plays fullback, poor those people. Yeah, um, it's a, it's going to be a bit of an interesting. It's weird because apparently Swansea wanted um, Sam Greenwood on loan yesterday on deadline day, and I know that it, as much as yes, it would have been funny to say yes and then pull the plug at the last second. Just stop answering the phone. Yeah, that would have been funny and everything, but I. If we're not going to play Sam Greenwood, I think that Bielsa must think Greenwood really isn't far away. Like, if Roberts got injured, maybe he thinks he's the man that'd come onto the bench. Because I think he would have benefited, far even if he didn't start every week at Swansea, I think he'd have benefited far more from that than six more months of under 23s football. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, I think the, the one of the big things that that Fleetwood game showed was that a lot of these players need some first team football at any level just to if nothing else just to to start getting used to 
the physicality of playing with I said I know it's ridiculous to think of in, in grown in in these terms because they are all sort of 18 19 but playing yeah. with We've men. Got a couple of uh, eight ball Ali and Jason Middleton talking about drama Jason Middleton saying it's a shame drama isn't a right back I think it's a shame that he said left back I mean <laughs> uh, yeah I mean he could play there I suppose but Davis and listen if Niall Huggins has been traded as a left back yeah um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who gets shipped out in the summer on loans because I'm surprised we don't send more out. I'm surprised Ollie Casey hasn't gone out as well, to be honest. Uh, but we'll get on to tomorrow night. Our lives will change. Tomorrow night, we'll be entertained. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> Ho- hopefully an execution. What a sight of Everton. <laughs> wow. Just... That, that film's like 20-odd years old now. Why am I referencing it? Uh, but yeah, half seven tomorrow, Everton. Um, they played a back three against us last time and played like Tom Davies and... Did, didn't they play like Delph at left wing back as well? It was like uh, Delph and Davies at wing backs. But it didn't work, so I think they'll be back to a back four this time. Uh, it'll either be 4 3 3 or 4 2 3 1. So it'll either be Rodriguez on the right or Rodriguez as a 10. Rodriguez played as a 10 against Newcastle, but they were absolutely abysmal against Newcastle, so they might not do that again. Yeah. Uh, they've still got Alan missing out at midfield and Gabamian as well, but he's been injured for about two years. And Jordan Pickford is out injured, so Robin Olsen will start in goal. I'm not so sure Pickford being injured is a good thing for us. Yeah, I, th- I think that was kind of the joke amongst a lot of Leeds fans. That's a shame for us. Yeah. I suppose it, it takes one thing Pickford is really good at is quick distribution, so maybe it takes that out from him a little bit. But he's not been in good form. Um, I remember it, it said that he injured a rib making a save, and I thought, wow, he made a save. <laughs> and it's weird because he doesn't screw up, he doesn't really screw up playing for England. It's just, just but play forever and he happens all the time. But I suppose sample sizes and all that. Uh, they reckon Delph will be back in the squad and they signed Josh King from Bournemouth yesterday. Uh, so it's, I believe... It's like a, that's like a six-month deal as well, isn't it? Is that how long the contract is as well? Like I know that I, it's a, it's almost, it's like a very small nominal fee because his contract was up at Bournemouth at the end of the season. But is his Everton contract six months as well? Yeah, it's... it's uh, if I remember hearing rightly, it is just a contract till the end of the season, and then either Everton will try and keep him or he will find himself a move elsewhere. Yeah, that that is an odd one. You'd have thought I, I would have expected, yeah, agreed a deal until the end of the season, option to extend. Well, so long as the options on the club end, fair enough. That makes sense then. Because uh, you know, if he does happen to score a few, you don't want to lose him for free straight after. When uh. Solskjaer signs in for Man United because we've got the same agent and stuff. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, um, obviously, we'll have no Rodrigo, which is a shame. Uh, but I suppose with the way Click played, I honestly think Click and I'd have been tempted by Click and Dallas anyway. Uh, the key thing is, and obviously, Pervaders out, as I've mentioned. The key is, will Rafinha and Bamford be fit? Bielsa said, like, it's nothing serious when we went off, but he didn't say they'll definitely play. Could be me, could be you.
Well, I have no idea whether that's KC gone or me gone. Um, if it if it is indeed me that's gone, and if, if it is KC that's gone, then you can hear me. Stick something in the comments so that I know. Uh, <laughs> that is such an odd thing to happen. I could... Uh, it's been a very odd day for this piece of software, not working great. Uh, KC has completely disappeared. So, I, yeah. So, is he? Is it now back and we are working? I hope so. I think this time it was you because you completely disappeared off the software. It was me. Yeah. Uh, Jess Middleton saying that uh, the else said Porsche would be out for two weeks. That is a fair point. Uh, so, you know, it could be that Bamford never plays again. Uh, <laughs> These, uh, do these comments get made by other managers at other clubs? Because it's I mean, it was always the, the Grayson line, wasn't it? Weeks, not months, and then David Sommer was basically dead. Yeah, well, David Sommer got them all banned from Twitter, didn't he? <laughs> by saying what had happened. Well, uh, you, if that was the worst thing a footballer had ever done on Twitter. It's a fair point, Ali. That is exactly the reaction that this stream deserves. <laughs> Just a straight-up lol. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's another tough game. It's it's sort of played havoc with my predicting head. Not that I'm any good at it to start with, but we played really well last time out, and Everton really did not. <laughs> Going before before all those two games, I would have said, look, it's a really tough game. This Everton uh, on on paper are definitely a better side than us on paper. But we did beat them at their place, and all of a sudden, I'm my brain's wanting to feel confident about it. So you can guess that I'm definitely going to predict a loss because I absolutely will be. But what do you reckon? What do you reckon this game will be like? Do you think that we'll be able to really get on top in this one? Because I think there's a chance we will. Yeah, Everton have, have been fairly inconsistent for. A little while now, and I know we've not been playing particularly brilliantly, but I mean, losing two 0 to that Newcastle team is that's it's poor. And Wait. it was every single, and it was every bit deserved. Uh, Jason is just messaged just saying, "I wonder if Phillips will have the run of the park again." Yeah, like Phillips, the, when we played him at Goodison, was just allowed to just stand there with the ball and just ping it about. And if they play a 4-3-3, that could well happen again. And if, it, if they play a 4-2-3-1 with Rodriguez in the middle, yeah, Phillips will have to stay with Rodriguez all the time when they have the ball. But you wouldn't back Rodriguez when Leeds have the ball to be able to stay with Phillips. No, he's uh, he's not there to do that sort of tracking, is he? No. So it could really it could really suit him in this game. No, I... Again, after that... After that result against Leicester, I do feel very confident now um, that we've kind of got through a bit of uh, a bit of bad form, um, and and we've got through it relatively unscathed. I know, obviously, you would sensationalise the loss to, to Fleetwood and stuff like that, but you know, in the league, the, the games we lost. The, when when did we get beat by Fleetwood? <laughs> not Fleetwood, Crawley. Sorry, <laughs> I think I did that before we played them as well. Yeah, I think I always get those two it's mixed just up. Colours. Yeah, <laughs> I think did I because it might be because I read that Simon Grayson has gone to Fleetwood as manager. Oh yeah, 
Which, you um, know, good luck, Simon. You could do with a job yeah. going well. Your last five have gone badly. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was part of a documentary series. Yeah. I just wanted to sit him down and give him a cup of tea when I watched that when I watched the Sunderland documentary, the foreshadowing. Yeah. It's like, Simon, it's not going to go well, this. I know you're optimistic, but... Um, no, like you know, we we had we lost a couple of games, but for the most part, we the games we've lost this season are games you would expect us to lose. Um, I, you know, I would expect us to at the very least be competitive in this. Yeah, that oh, that's for me. Like there is one thing that it, I I don't want to say. Oh, it won't be a hammering because we've had games that have been even and ended up being four-one. So you that you never know. But the way that if we play as well as we did against Leicester, I would think that we've got a very good chance of getting three points here, which isn't something I would have been saying. But because of how well the results have gone and how far clear of the relegation zone we are, I mean, we need like three more wins, really. Tops. Yeah, maybe even even two. I mean, how many games? What have we got left? 18 games of the season now? Just less than half a season? I'd, I would back us to win three in that time. Yeah, and draw the couple. I'm really, uh, oh, I don't know about a draw. Yeah, we don't really do that very often. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's. I, I will say I know, I know we kind of we got past this. So there's two things I wanted to, to to pick out of the punditry after the Leicester game. There was the question to Patrick Bamford over saying. You've uh, you've been very disappointing against teams in the top six this season. We're a newly promoted, and I can't imagine that question being asked to Scott Parker or Big Sam. Strangely, but and and, and again, when you're trying to rationalise that, you but we're a newly promoted side. We are, and at best, we're still mid table. Yeah, we're not meant to do well against the top six. That's <laughs> like outside of the Leicester game, you know. I know we'd had a fantastic showing against Liverpool. We got a draw at Man City, but going into play Spurs, going into play Man United, like were we expected to win? I mean, some pundits, I dare say, they will say afterwards. Well, of course they should, because Bielsa or something. But yeah, um, <laughs> because that, that was frustrating. Yeah, and then the other one after the game was Graham Souness saying that Bielsa. Favored style over victories, which is just the most disparaging just nonsense. You're saying a football manager who lives and dies by his results is favoring style over getting points. Yeah, well, I Fuck think it was. Off. I think it was Sunes who also said Bielsa's style has got them here, but Bielsa's style could be the thing that stops them winning trophies. We just got promoted. We're, <laughs> We're not, not meant to win trophies. <laughs> we are not here to win the league this season, strangely. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a couple of years. Uh, Jason Middleton has just asked us a question, by the way. Will we get more points second half of the season or the first? Uh, so what are we on now? We, we had 26, didn't we, after... After nineteen, believe because yeah, I think we've got twenty nine. I think we've got twenty nine now. Yeah, twenty nine now. So we had twenty six. So basically, do you think we will finish with over fifty two 
points, under 52 points, or 52 points dead on. <laughs> um, I'm just going to extrapolate the data from the second half of the season where we have a 100% win record. So we're getting stretch that out. Going <laughs> <laughs> to have a strong run now for 19 straight wins. Um, I my guess would be we do marginally better than we have done. Like, I don't think there'll be a lot in it, but um, I know that I know obviously with, with Bielsa and his team, there's a, there's a lot of research goes into the opposition and things like that. But I think the players have needed a lot of this experience playing these teams now. Um, and I certainly think there's, there's, I think we learned a lesson from the, the first game against Leicester and, and how dangerous they could be on the counter-attack. And I, and I think we managed that very well. Um, so I, th- I think there's, team, there's teams I would expect us to beat in the second half of the season. And there are a couple of defeats that I would like to see us turn into draws, if not wins as well. On, you know, I'm, I'm still not expecting us to go get anything from Liverpool, Man City... Chelsea, those sorts of teams, but um, certainly Wolves. I think we could. That's a result I would expect us to do better on when we play them next. Um, so I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, we do two points better. Why not? Throw that out there. Well, if if we get 54, we might well finish in the top half, which should be some serious going. Uh, I will do two answers. First one is people who don't watch Leeds. <laughs> They'll get no in second half of the season. Be able to burn out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll be lucky yeah, to stay up. Uh, we're, we're pretty much fucked, aren't we? I think that we will... Ju- I, I've, <laughs> I'm going to be really specific with my prediction. I think we'll finish on exactly 52 points. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Just as a weird feeling, I think that we will get some results that we didn't get in the first half of the season for the reasons you said. I think the experience will help. We should be set up better. We'll also get a couple of players back. And I think late in the season, we will have so little to play for that we might just ease off a bit. Yeah, They won't be knackered. I think they'll ease off a bit. Bielsa won't want them to, but I think it might happen. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take a shot that we finish on exactly 52 points. I don't know why, I've just got a feeling it'll happen. Uh, we'll we'll get back to the Everton game to do his predictions. Uh, Ali messaged in saying, it's incredible when you think about it. Every Everton player is probably considered better than his Leeds counterpart. I won't go quite that far, but for, it's definitely generally true for certain. Uh, um, with Cock, Urente, Rodrigo and Rafinha all, possibly, all out, yeah, I'm confident. And I know what he means with that because I have a weird level of confidence about this game. I'm so confident about this game that I'm going to go ahead and predict that we lose one nil. There's the the one aspect of this game I'm not looking forward to is basically seeing what I imagine will be Helder Costa coming back into the team should Rafinha be unavailable. I oh actually while you've mentioned that. Uh, we're on about this in the through altogether group chat. If Rafinha isn't fit, I absolutely would start Costa. But I would say to him before he goes out there, I go, this is your make or break game here. 
you we need a performance out of you. You haven't been good enough lately. We need to see the hell the cost of it we saw in the first few weeks of the season. Because and just say to him, even though Pervader's injured and probably for a while based on that picture, I'd just say to him, look, if you don't show what you're gonna do, then you know, we'll play Crescencio Somerville. If we're we'll we'll stick shackles and wide. Pablo Hernandez can play out on the right, no problem. We've got play- uh, I heard Stuart Dallas used to play as a winger. No, he can't play there. That's asking too much. <laughs> uh, but I, I would, I, if Rafinha's out, I would play Costa, but I'd make very clear to him, this is the one. You have to do it. Like, it has to be this one. But yeah, I I really, I've, he's playing for his career because unless he does something, I'm not playing for his career, his career at Leeds, he'll was, always have a career. I was going to say, that's traumatic. Yeah, we will be. If you're getting, shit, you're done. Yeah, uh, but I would like him to finish the season well. One, I'd, I mean, I'd love him to play absolutely brilliantly, so well that we're on about. Oh, should he be in the side? That would be perfect. But we need him to play pretty well in the hopes of recouping some of that fifteen million. You gotta recoup some of them funds. Yep, that's a reference. No one's gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if what you do, do get that reference, well done. Um, I like I said, I, I'm feeling pretty confident after that Leicester performance. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back us for a KC special two one win. Yeah, have you noticed by the way how I didn't have a bet on the Leicester game, so we of course immediately won three one. Yeah, I, I've stopped betting on us now. Yeah, because that's not just that, what not I, that I bet. Not, I was gonna say not that I'm a particularly regular gambler at the best of times but um, <laughs> yeah we seem to concede first quite a bit anyway which which always undone, undoes my belief undoes 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 uh, un- <laughs> undoes uh, <laughs> um, yeah sorry um, it really undoes half of my betting which is Jack Harrison to score first pretty much every game yeah, such uh, is my belief, and he never scores first. He scores regularly, but he never scores first. Is it me again? This, yeah, it, it this was, thing, <laughs> right? That makes his mind up. And it, all the, the early kickoffs this evening kick off in five minutes, so we've timed that quite well for everyone. All you know, you know, with this, there might even be thirty of you watching this live. Uh, so, uh, we're on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod, and there's a website where you can direct download all the podcasts is mightywhitespodcast.com. The stuff that we write article wise goes up on Through It All Together, which is at T H I U, it's all L U F C on Twitter and Through It All Uh, I think that we, oh, yeah, uh, I have to do the plug. So, if you need any audio editing and stuff like that, visit medicineroomstudios.com. They won't be doing anything with this because Leeds play tomorrow, so I'm just going to upload it as is, which is a real pain in the ass when it's cut out three times. Audio engineering. <laughs> uh, have you walked to add, Casey? No, I'm good. Right, cool. Well, we'll be back after the Everton game, hopefully with another three points. So I've been Jack, see you. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.